Hi, I'm Ann Doherty, co-founder of Alum. And I'm Sarah Kinzemius, co-founder of Alum. And you're listening to Current. We created this podcast as a way not only to bring you our take on the most important stories happening in the energy industry this month, but as a way to better tell the human side of those stories. Alum social scientists and researchers work with some of the largest utilities in the country to help them think through the opportunities and challenges of transforming our industry. Climate change, energy storage, electric vehicles, resiliency. Behind each and every one of those is not just a grid or a complex set of networks, but people. And that's what this podcast is all about understanding the relationships between those who create energy, those who consume it, and the natural resources that make that possible. So whether you're listening to us on your commute or while going out for a walk or a run, we're grateful you chose us to be part of your day. So what do you say, Anne? Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. I'm Anne Doherty, and on this episode of Current, I'll be joined by my business partner and friend, Sarah Convenius, to reflect on our eighth anniversary. Thanks for joining us. All right, Sarah. So I'm excited to connect today because, you know, gosh, it's been eight years since we launched Loom, And every year we, we always have this moment of reflection. So for those folks who don't know, Sarah and I, um, quit our jobs on the same day. And um, every year on that date, which is August 16th, we um, just, you know, have a little mini anniversary that was ultimately um, a few weeks ahead of launching the company's anniversary, which is the day after Labor Day, which of course every year follows um, or falls on a different date. But what uh, I think is really cool about that is that we have a whole like season of celebration and it used to be the case that we got to celebrate um, at uh, a fun conference that we would all go to in the Monterey area at ACEEE but since COVID-19 we haven't had the opportunity to celebrate that which is a bit of a bummer but I'm excited to talk through um, our anniversary and what it means to turn eight with you today Sarah on the podcast. Um, so how are you doing Sarah? I'm good, and it's hard to believe eight years have gone by, both very quickly and very slowly at times, but mostly quickly. That's um, <laughs> where I just think I can't believe that we're we're here eight years later. Some of it still feels so new, um, and some of it, you know, feels like home. So it's uh, it's always an interesting time to reflect. It is. It is. And eight years, you know, um, is, is a small child. I mean, we we used to, because I think when we launched the company, we were a small parent. We were young parents. We often compared the age of the company to, you know, the uh, grade of a child. And so yeah. I think we would have a third grader by now, <laughs> wouldn't we? Or We would. I, I had a so. third And, you know, now he's 16, so... Was was EJ in third grade? He was wow. eight. Yep. He was wow. eight. Yeah, well there you go. And Joni was three years old when we watched. Yeah. So it's Yeah. And now she's a tween. 
So here we are. Yeah. Time flying too fast. Tweens, teens, (laughs) young adult kids, and like a properly (laughs) adult business, I think. I know. Well, happy Illumiversary. You too. (laughs) You know, um, Sarah, there's so much we can say about this particular anniversary. Like, Like last year, it's been quite a year. You know, the last 12 months have really been something else. And every time we have birthdays in our household, we we ask each other two questions, really, um, as a way of, you know, honoring the year that we had, but then also reflecting on the year that we want to have. So before anyone gets to eat cake, they have to answer the question around, um, you know, first, what was the main lesson you learned in the past year? And then the second question we always ask is, what intentions do you have for the coming year? So, Sarah, I have to ask you, what was the main lesson you learned last year, and what are you hoping to achieve this year? Yeah, I love that question, first of all, and I can attest to the fact that you all really do this because I've I've been with you at some of your birthdays, and it's always fun to to listen to the answers and, and think about it you know, yourself as you kind of head into another year, whether it's an anniversary or a birthday or, or whatever it is. So, you know, um, it's, I, and it's funny because you said we talked about this last year, and I feel like I'm sure many people that the last year has really been two years, and um, <laughs> it's hard to disentangle it. But, you know, I think one of the things I learned, and I, I couldn't nail down whether it was entirely in the last year or in the last 18 or 20 months, but was really, um, you know, that you, you you have to accept change and you should expect change. And, you know, in, in doing so, it, it makes you resilient. It gives you perseverance. Um, I think so often we have plans in our, our mind's eye of what, what a future is going to look like, what we are going to do. And when something comes along and throws that off, it, it can be really challenging. But there's, there is in some way... Um, a, a freedom and kind of going, you, you know, I have a plan. This is what I'm thinking, but I expect change to come along, and with it, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna rise to that occasion and figure out ways to pivot and um, keep moving forward in spite of you know change being thrown at you. So it's really trying to to view it as something that is an opportunity. And yes, you have plans, but there's sort of gifts in these changes that come your way and opportunity to maybe do something even more interesting or slightly better than you were planning. So for me, that was, um, I think, a really important lesson or a reminder (laughs) more than anything in the last year. You know, in terms of intention, um, and I think so many people have said this in the but it's making sure I can keep appreciating the simple things. I think, you know, realizing how many of the little good things we take for granted while we're worrying about that future or those big things, you know, we get so wrapped up, you know, in a challenging project or the uncertainty of what might happen um, with, with a project or something we're working on. And, you know, worried about what's it going to look like, like in two months or six months, what's that outcome that we, we miss or are not appreciating the good little moments that happen 
and I even think about it in work within projects or the opportunity to work with different team members. You know, we miss um, all the positives that are coming our way because we're worried about, you know, something two months from now that, as I said, I learned is probably going to change anyways. And so, you know, I want to make sure I can give more attention and mind space to the things I'm grateful for and less to the things I'm worried about coming my way. Um, yeah, you know, acknowledging that you have a plan, but also know it might change. So they, they tie together, I think. Um, so those are mine. Anne, what about you? Um, geez, uh, how do I follow that, Sarah? I was, as you were talking, though, I thought, gosh, it's, it's been nearly two years since, um, you know, since the pandemic and, you know, in February, really, when everything started changing in 2020. And it's clear, you know, with the Delta variant that, and others that we probably can expect that things are going to continue to change and be unpredictable, as you said. And as you were saying that, I thought, wow, we have been running this business, you know, again for eight years. Feels like a long time, but also only eight years. So a fourth of our company's time and operations will have been under the conditions that we've been living in in the past two. So, it, you know, kind of sitting with that, you know, you kind of realize that um, what, as you said, what sort of felt like a short period of time initially has grown to become very long period of time. The um, the thing that you said as you were wrapping up, I think, was the big lesson I took from the past year. So, the you know, the pandemic brought with it so many challenges, and then there were so there were so many existential crises that we are dealing with as a society between issues of uh, racial injustice, as well as um, very apparent impacts of climate change. We um, we, and then also, of course, uh, dealing with the sort of fragility of global public health and our ability to keep ourselves healthy, our families healthy, our teams healthy, keep ourselves fed, employed, all the things that I think really terrified us at the beginning of 2020. And, um, and even in reflecting on that, it also gave us so many gifts, as you said, to sort of take things day by day. But for me, it it gave me time. I had this gift of time over the past year to really um, step back from the work, as you said, and sort of understand what you could control and what we can't control, and to take that space to not only reflect on um, the work itself and, and celebrate the joys, as you said, but also to take care of myself and take care of the people I love in a way that uh, I think before uh, 2020 was more of a sort of a hustle, you know, we're kind of all going along in a business as usual way. And so, you know, I think taking time was one of the greatest learnings that I've had in the past year and how much that has benefited me as an individual, but as a parent and as a business owner, you know, um, for the next year, my, my goal really is to hold on to that space. It seems like such a, um, a small goal in the sense of, um, you know, uh, not really being that different than what I've learned, but really wanting to be able to maintain and create that sense of calm, you know, moving forward. Because as you said, there's no reason to really bring all of this added anxiety with us. And it's, it's really important to celebrate those wins. And I, so in that way, I think I share the same lessons you do for the most part. And 
really focusing on um, self-care and, um, and letting go a bit as well. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, Sarah, when we launched, um, kind of along those lines, we had a dual mission of better serving the energy industry and then also better serving our employees. You know, as we reflect on the past eight years, where do you think we've delivered on those two goals? And where would you like to grow? Now that's a, was a, it's a big question. Um, probably could spend several hours talking about both. But, you know, for me, I think on the industry side, you know, trying to think back of what you and I, you know, talked about in those early days when we were hatching, hatching this vision, you know, I think I feel proud of how we've been able to keep pushing the edges um, in the industry and as an organization. So, you know, in eight years, we could have pretty easily faded into the noise of all the other firms out there doing work in this space. And, you know, we haven't. And I think it's often why people are surprised when they're like, eight years? Has it really been eight years? Because we have continued to, to try to push and reinvent and change the conversation um, and not be timid about you know, what we think needs to happen, how we feel as a company. We've kept our voice. Um, and I think it's that for me, that that part of the vision that we really intentionally wanted to make sure that we kept forward, you know, in terms of what was going on in the world, what mattered to us, like not being willing to um, sort of quiet our opinions for the sake of the work, but really, really have an opinion and a stance as an organization. And we've delivered on that. And I feel, I feel really proud of that. Um, on the team side, you know, it's, it's, it's been hard for everyone. And I think our, our staff feel it as much as everyone out there. But I do think because we, um, I think we've been able to deliver on our value of taking good care of our team. You know, that's something you and I wanted from day one as owners. We wanted to have a company that that really did care, not just felt like it cared, but cared about team and um, making sure our team had all the things they need in life um, to feel uh, happy and like they're accomplishing their goals and dreams, whatever they may be. You know, and I think we've delivered on that insofar as we've um, been doing our best to achieve that and, and make a place where our team can, can, can achieve those hopes and dreams. And I think as importantly recognize that that's a process and something that you don't just get to, but that we have to continue to work on over time. So, you know, I think our culture here, um, you know, when the pandemic hit, a lot of people worried about is this flexibility my company's talking about? Is this pivot my company's talking about real? And, you know, can I really come to them and say, I'm struggling or I need help or I need time? And I think going into it, our team knew all that was real. There was never a question um, as to whether or not we were going to support people in their needs in this particularly challenging time. And for me, that was that felt really important that 
that people knew it was real, they would be supported um, as we all sort of work to navigate through the changes that were happening. Um, you know, my hope is that we can keep pushing the industry beyond its comfort zone. You know, we face this need for sort of fast and equitable decarbonization, and that won't happen if we're not really willing to stretch and be creative in our approaches. And I hope that Illum can be continue to be a driver and, and sort of a leader in pushing those boundaries and edges. Um, for our team, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot, and there's a saying that I actually have up on my wall at home related to my kids, but it's something to the effects of, you know, the two most important things we can give our roots and wings. Um, mm. And I think about it in terms of our team, you know, I think eight years in, we have solid roots. This company is grounded and building those roots or growing those roots, I don't know what the right term is there, has been a big focus. <laughs> As we head into years nine and 10, my hope is that our team and the team that we're growing can feel that those roots are there and then feel like that allows them to, to really, you know, fly as leaders to help us drive this change that has to happen in the world, you know, while feeling supported by the base that we have built and I'm built, I should say, not built, built. <laughs> and I'm excited, you know, to see where this team takes a loom with that sort of freedom. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's my answer. What about you, Anne? <laughs> oh, man, you keep giving <laughs> these great answers that I wholly agree with and are difficult to follow through. This is great. That's why you're, uh, I heard this term today. You're my bossy. I was doing a Peloton <laughs> workout this morning and um, Allie Love, who isn't my usual go-to, but I, I was doing a Tabata workout with her this morning and she said, she started referring to everybody on the workout as Bosti, so your your boss best friend. I was like, oh, there's my Bosti. It was perfect. It was a perfect way to say it. I love it. it. But uh, <laughs> it's good, right? We should use it. But, um, you know, as you, were, as you were talking, I agree wholeheartedly with um, our voice, you know, as, you know, the question of what are we, um, reflecting on the um, last year, what have we delivered on with respect to the industry? And I think that not unlike, um, as you pointed out, how we sort of primed our culture internally for this change, I feel like we also primed our voice over the years for this moment in the sense that we are really committed to uh, serving the needs of people. And when we are, you know, as a firm, we've always been very dedicated to putting humans at the center of every challenge we take on. And if you do that seriously, and if you take that seriously, you have to look at questions of equity. You have to look at questions of, um, you know, diversity, of climate change, of health and well-being. And those things are at the fore of all of the work that you're doing. And so when we came into this these years of, um, multiple disruptions of of a magnitude that there's just, you know, truly no way we could have predicted in, in 20, um, what was it, 2013 when we launched, you know, I think we were really well positioned to continue to have those conversations and to do it with credibility in a way that our clients and um, the people we serve trust us to have them and trust us to help move them forward. Um, through what, you know, are really very difficult and challenging conversations. 
you know, we often say uh, at a room and, you know, have said as we've been having conversations, particularly around racial injustice, is that these aren't conversations where we have, we should be polite. You know, we can't really concern ourselves with whether or not um, the questions we're asking are um, going to offend people or move um, our clients a little too much further or push a little too hard because the reality is, as you said, we have some of the biggest challenges in front of us. And this is the, the point in time where we're really rolling up our sleeves and we need to get busy and figure out how to solve these problems. And I think similarly, um, you know, with the internal culture, you know, when I reflect back on what you and I needed for ourselves, you know, in 2013, I mean, we really did launch a company that gave us what we needed in the sense of, you know, we needed flexibility as young parents. We needed to believe that our work could fulfill us professionally and challenge us intellectually without compromising um, the other things that we loved in our lives. And um, I think at the time, first and foremost for us, that was family. But there were other things that we were doing that we loved. And you were passionate about running. I was... Um, playing roller derby at the time, and we wanted to be able to do these things that, that filled our buckets, you know, and um, we created that home for ourselves, that work home for ourselves, and, it, you know, it, that resonated with others, and we have since, you know, reaped the benefit of that in creating a team that really, like you said, sort of believes in that vision, but also cares for each other enough to make sure that everyone is feeling sort of supported and accommodated in that way. You know, when I think about where we'd like to grow, as, as you said, I want to just keep pushing on those edges. I want to make sure that our conversations remain expansive and that our team is able to step into their voice, you know, as individuals and become a part of the sort of collective voice that is a loom. You know, when we started, it was our voice, right? Sarah, you and me. And it was sort of like the voice of the company was really the two of us. But now we have this we have this team that, you know, we could have never predicted who are also brilliant and powerful in their own right. And as you said, bringing them forward is really exciting. And then similarly, you know, on the internal culture side, I want I want people to be with us as long as it's good and healthy and, and for them and that they're happy. You know, um, I used to think of being an employer as like setting up a permanent home for folks you know, that people would come and join us and maybe stay with us forever. But I'm realizing that um, that really what we're creating is like safe passage on their journey. You know, some people will stay forever, you know, we hope. <laughs> some people will ride this out with us. But most folks are going to, you know, um, join us and create good work and do amazing things and find their own voice and maybe find a different path. And I, it's kind of exciting to think about um, being able to be a part of people's lives for the time that they choose to spend with us and, um, and you know, co-creating during that time, but also exciting to think about the, the kinds of professionals that are going to be entering the workplace or um, growing in the workplace with or without us having been with us, if that makes sense. Um, and I, and I am in no way, if any of the Illumineers or Illumis or Illuminati are listening, encouraging anyone to move on. <laughs> but, um, but it really, I think, um, the past eight years has really changed my perspective on what the product is of an employer, you know, and um, 
And I'm excited to see that continue too as, as we get older as a company. Absolutely. All right, so Sarah, we also just hired our first people champion. Uh, Yasmin Chanis just joined us in our um, Tucson office and working with our team all over the US. Uh, this felt like such a big deal when we uh, wrote this uh, position description. And I would love for you to just talk a little bit about why this particular role, the people champion, is important to Illum as a company and, and more so maybe why it's important now. Yeah, this is, we're super excited. And um, it, it is um, an important position for us and important now. I think when when we started Illum, obviously it was just the two of us and you grow, you know, slowly you have a team of 10 or 13 and then you get up to 19 and there's, there's these moments where you can, as owners, where we, I guess I should say, could still feel like we could give equal time and attention to all the things that are required to running a company and building a team and caring for that team. And there's a there's a certain point, I think, in, in maturing as a as owners and as an organization where you recognize that it's also important to bring in people who can really focus on the pieces and make sure that you know and help us sort of realize that vision. I think we just we got big enough as a company and we wanted we weren't willing to give on that value of taking good care of our team and realize that it was the moment where if in order to to sort of do right by that value it was time to bring in someone to really be focused on that and to really um, help us make sure that we are serving our team, that we're taking good care, that we're um, building, you know, an excellent pipeline, that we are making sure that people's time at Illum, as I love the language you use, that it, it's a safe passage on their journey. And um, the people champion position is really one that we put into place to help us with that you know, to help us make sure that our team who really are the foundation of this company, you know, are given the time and um, given the resources they need, you know, they are a loom. We are a company that is about the people. We don't manufacture something, you know, we don't, we don't sell a widget. What we have is amazing talent and, adding the people champion position really, you know, allows us to have someone who's entirely focused on that journey for our team. Um, you know, and it's, it's both for the team we have today and the, the team, you know, that we're building and, and people we hope to bring into the organization someday. Um, so it, it, you know, I think in terms of timing, it just, you just get to that point and I'm sure you can feel this with me and that, you know, we're pulled in a lot of different directions. And while I think both of us, when we wrote the position description, we're like, I want that job, but it's not the job of, of the owners of the company. You know, we have, we have to make sure that the company is healthy and can persist so that this team can be here, you know, either forever or as long as it makes sense on their journey. And we're super excited to have Yasmin on board. Her energy is infectious and I, I know the team's excited. Um, so 
and, you know, in, in particular, too, with the remote way of work right now, I think we all did it, right? Like, we all did it at the beginning of the pandemic. It was like we were trying the, the Zoom happy hours and virtual um, scavenger hunts and all the things to help, you know, make the team feel connected and stay in touch with each other. Um, but just like all things, we have evolved as an organization and recognized that it, it it does take a little bit more than Zoom happy hours to make sure the team feels supported and has what they need, feels connected, are getting opportunity, are um, being developed professionally, that we are bringing in resources to support our team as we grow and as work continues to grow. So it was just the right moment. And again, I, we were so lucky to get, I think, the perfect candidate on board to support us in this effort. So we're very excited about Yasmin and um, just a shameless plug that we'll be sharing more about her through different uh, avenues as a company over the next few months as well. So, um, you know, that's a big change for us to bring in the people champion position. It's something you and I have, have tried to hold on to and, and do quite a bit as owners. And so it's hard to realize when you need to let go of something so that it can be made better. Um, we did something else this year that was a big change for us, which was we pulled together an advisory board for Alum, and I think similarly required you and I to let go of things that we often held on tight to, which was sort of thinking about the future of this company. So I would love, Anne, your thoughts on the advisory board and, and the benefits of that and what it means to Alum and our team as well. Yeah, it's um, it's been a big year in the in the sense of uh, investing in our in a loom. So if you think about Yasmin's role, the people champion role, as being this really you know concerted, very focused effort to um, to invest internally and sort of invest on our people, our advisory board in a way is um, is a is a move towards investing in a loom as a company, so as a whole, but also in thinking about who a loom is in the market and who we, um, you know, can be in the market. And it's been, and I'm sure you agree with this, Sarah, really invigorating to pull together four brilliant minds to support us in thinking through uh, our future. You know, and so uh, we sent out a number of notifications, but for those that are listening and maybe didn't see this, we have um, a risk averse kind of dynamic board of four. So it's also a very intimate board, which is great. And I'm so glad we, we made that decision. But we have um, Val Jensen, who is with um, ICF, this former um, senior utility executive with Exelon with us. And he brings such a wealth of um, knowledge related to the energy industry and the perspective of the utilities that we're serving that it's been a real gift to have him join. And then we have um, Shelly Fiddler, who uh, is with Feldman and Van Ness, who I would say Shelly, at least in, in terms of my, my networks of folks, is the most entrenched person I've ever known um, in Washington with her years and years of experience working both in the executive and um, legislative branches and brings just an incredible uh, point of view on where energy is going and the future of energy and um, also as it relates to the federal government. And then we have um, 
Camille Masita, who is the CEO of Gongos, is a market research firm, and they built, she built Gongos into this huge um, organization, highly successful, and is very customer-centric in their orientation, and she's just a phenom, and it's very cool to, to learn from her as a fellow businesswoman. And then, um, of course, last but not least, is Dr. Jalan White Newsom, who just launched her own consultancy, has been doing work in environmental justice for years and years um, with um, the Act and the Kresge Foundation, among others, and um, <clears throat> just brings this point of view that I think is so central to the work that uh, we're trying to do at Illum and that uh, others you know, in our space are looking to do with respect to better representing and serving the needs of um, uh, historically underinvested in communities. Um, and so it's been really cool to, to have them participating in the project of thinking about what well, one, what who is a loom and what should a loom be doing, you know, in in years, you know, as you said, Sarah, nine, ten, eleven. Um, you know what I think I've taken away from it the most is that um it's also been very affirming, you know, when we talk about what is valuable to us as owners, you know, those things that we feel like make us feel like we're doing the right thing, you know, um, putting humans at the center of the energy challenge, pushing the industry forward around the edges, um, really trying to engage in hard conversations and think about big solutions to major challenges. Our advisory board is right there with us, encouraging us to continue to do that and to double down on Illum's mission. I was a little terrified, and I'm sure you might have been too, that we would start to have these conversations and and somebody would suggest, or maybe they all would suggest that we need to take a hard left or a hard right, you know, in some other direction that didn't feel core or central to our current path. And um, it hasn't been that at all, really. It's been about refocusing and um, doubling down more and, and getting more strategic with respect to who we're serving. And as I you know, mentioned or alluded to earlier, starting to tackle those really big global challenges like um, the fossil fuel transition and uh, figuring out you know, an energy future that um, is climate friendly and it's not climate beneficial. And all of those things are really exciting to take on. Um, how did you feel about it, Sarah? Like, what was your big surprise or, um, you know, a takeaway from our year with our advisory board? Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's scary when it's it's been the two of us, as, as you said, bossies for the last eight years to open it up, right? to invite other people to give you their opinion of, of what you're doing and how you're doing it. And certainly we hope our team is honest with us and gives us that feedback, but I think it's an entirely different thing to, to bring a board together and, and really charge them with making sure we are doing right by a loom as, as, as a company, you know, that it's um, about the future for this organization, that we we want to be healthy, we want to grow, we want it to be a place where many people can, you know, have have time at a loom, be part of that journey. But it's 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 scary. It's like opening the the cupboards and um, you know, letting people peek in and, and hoping that there's no cobwebs or um, you know, things hiding in the background. And so 
it, in, in some ways it was, um, as we got into it, it was just super freeing. And I think there is something to be said about the vulnerability it takes to say, you know, we, we've done, we've done um, right by this company from the first day. It's been our focus. We're trying to do everything in the best way we know how. And we've gotten to a place where it feels really important to get insight and feedback from other people who have expertise that we just might not have. Um, and so after that little bit of being afraid, <laughs> it's been super freeing. And you're right, we have an exceptional board. Um, the, 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 the time and the thought and the, the, the real honesty that our board has um, shared with us has, has been amazing and I think is um, going to only continue to allow us to um, make a loom and sort of even better organization and um, make us, I think, more importantly, better, better people um, in charge, right? Like better owners. I don't even like that term, but like better at what we have <laughs> to do to care and feed for this com- care and care and feed the company and nurture and, and be bold and be willing to continue to push and, and try new things as we, you know, face the challenges we face ahead as an industry, you know, we're going through so much change. And I loved that one of our, our board members, Kelly, when we were kind of talking through things, she was like, you're growing to meet the change in the industry. And, you know, it was spot on and having their support is very important. And it has been huge for me as an owner. And I think for a loom as a company. A hundred percent. And, you know, it, it couldn't have been a better time too, because, you know, in addition to dealing with all of these seismic changes with respect to what our industry is going through, if you just narrow the scope to the energy industry and the challenges we have in front of us, this is just a wild time to be an employer in general, you know, and to be um, a leader in general. You know, one of the things um we we talk about and that everyone is talking about right now is sort of the great turnover and the way in which everyone seems to be sort of taking a deep breath, assessing their options and trying to understand what's going to fulfill them. And that's had ramifications um, on the workforce and it's had ramifications on the economy. And um, it's just so valuable to also have those stewards during this kind of unprecedented moment as um as a business owners too so it's super exciting and um and i have to say sarah i'm just so thrilled that that you and i like chose each other to be bosties because i think about all the things we were able to accomplish in the last eight years and i just don't see how we could have ever done it or at least i was speaking for i i couldn't have done it alone and certainly feel like I, you know, we couldn't have imagined the company we have now eight years ago. So when you think about what um, what we thought we were going to do in this amount of time and what we were able to achieve, I think it's really just a testament to having a really great partner in crime. So I'm really just so grateful to have you in my life as, as my friend and as my bossy. And um, I'm really excited for the next, you know, however many years we have. Yeah, we lucked. I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh, we lucked out, but I think we chose wisely. Maybe is the better, um, better way to 
say it, you know, we, we, and, and it's important, I think, that people know we really worked it, right? Like we spent a lot of time asking each other hard questions and having really honest and vulnerable discussions about what we were looking for as we were thinking about starting this company together. So um, we, we chose wisely and we did the work, which I think um, is, is why we've, we've been so fortunate. And I, I wholly agree. I can't um, imagine having done this with anyone else. It's been it's been a gift over the last eight years. You know, as we think about those early days and kind of thinking about where we're going, what, you know, what stands out to you most about our company and the, the team we have in place today? Oh, geez, that's such a tough question, Sarah, and it's such a great question. <laughs> um, you know, I'm really struck by the talent that we have at Illum. I I could not have imagined, again, like eight years ago, that we would have attracted the team members that we have with us today. You know, um, and that's not to say that I have low self-esteem in 2013 or couldn't have believed it, but just the diversity of skills of um, folks that are joining us and the things that they have done in their careers you know, before joining us are just completely mind blowing from, you know, um, you know, those are those on our team who are really focused on data science, to those who have been working on equity, to um, you know, we even have a team member who's working on biofuels for, you know, airlines and um for flight aviation. I I just I just wouldn't have guessed at it. You know, and um, for me, that is the most exciting and the most humbling thing um, as, you know, as, um, as a creator of this, this company that we've, we have brought in such incredible people and that they've, they've chosen, as we said earlier, on their journey to join us. Um, hmm. And that, that's just amazing to me. Completely blows yeah. my mind. I couldn't agree more How about that. I was going to say, I couldn't agree more. And it's like, it's the cliche thing to say of, you know, surround yourself with people who are better than you. But um, I feel like we have, like this team astounds me uh, every day, just brilliant and funny and caring. And yeah, just such diversity of interests and backgrounds and, and work people were doing before here and work they hope to do again someday. Um, it's, pretty mind-blowing to to get to be able to work with a team like this day in and day out. And I'm, you know, eternally grateful for that opportunity, that's for sure. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And on that note, um, I think this is a good time to tell folks listening that starting today through our anniversary, um, our eighth anniversary, we're going to be featuring of the voices of our team on LinkedIn and um, specifically on there reflecting on our culture, our values and what it's like to work with each other, you know, um, because again, we get the benefits there of, of working with all of our colleagues, but it's really cool to see what our colleagues like about working with each other too. You know, Sarah, it's been awesome to connect. I love these moments where we get to really step back and reflect and I'm excited to see you in Tucson soon and we can have a proper toast to our eight year 
anniversary. I, I couldn't agree more. And I know it's been, time's going to fly and we'll be having our, our ninth anniversary discussion before we know it. And I hope um, at that point we can start planning our 10-year party because it, it will be well well warranted. Yes, and epic. It's going to have to be epic. Absolutely. 10 years is a properly long time. All right. Well, thanks for joining. And um, Current is produced by Illum's production team, Music by Blue Dot Sessions. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you got something out of it. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you.